altar. I'm fine with that as well. So good to see each and every one of you. You know, technology is a wonderful thing if it works right. Come on, there we go. Got it. It's good to see you guys today. You feel good in the house of the Lord? I'll tell you what, it feels... I, I want to totally agree with Pastor, but I have to say it feels a lot better in here than it does outside. Amen. I want to wish a happy Valentine's Day to everyone, uh, especially to my wife. One of the benefits of getting able to preach is I can take advantage and publicly give my wife appreciation. So she's not in here to get it, so I won't get any brownie points. But uh, I want to say how much I love my wife, how much I appreciate her. And uh, I'm I'm very, very blessed man. Any other men feel that way? Come on, you can raise your hands. Let them know. <laughs> All right, I'm going to direct your attentions today to Luke, the 17th chapter. I'm going to start with the 11th verse. Very excited to be able to deliver to you today what I feel God has moved in my heart, and I I pray that I can do an adequate job of delivering what He has given to me. Luke, the 17th chapter and the 11th verse. Now it happened as He went to Jerusalem that He passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee, Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. They lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And so it was as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. I want to just for a few moments today preach to your heart on this thought. Let's go back. Let's go back. I believe in the middle of the frenzy of life, through what we call life, there is potential for meeting God. Every day, everywhere you go, there are potential. There is potential for meeting God. Throughout the craziness that comes along living in 2021, does anybody already feel this year is just crazy? I think it is. We still have the potential for meeting God. I want to ask you a question this this morning. Is it possible that we get so busy with our daily activities that modern life creates that we forget that there is a God that desires closeness to us? Right now, as you sit in these padded, comfortable chairs, there is a potential. Thomas, you can meet up with God right now. In this very building. This building and and this service are designed for you to have a special meeting place with the Savior. I'm thankful for Crossroads. I'm I'm thankful for this building to be able to come with people of like precious faith and glorify the risen Savior and to meet up with God. But I also think today we have to have the understanding that the sanctuary, this sanctuary is not the only place you can meet up with Jesus. 
Thank God for this building. I, once again, don't misunderstand me today. There is an abundance importance for us to be in the house of the Lord. But we have to understand, we can meet up with God anywhere. Throughout the pages of the Bible, men and women meet with God in unusual places. We read that they meet with God at a well, at weddings, at family gatherings, feasts and funerals, fishing villages in the desert on vacations, times totally unexpected. God showed up. I fear today that there are times that Jesus shows up, but we ignore or maybe we just don't acknowledge his presence because it's just not convenient. Maybe because it's not a convenient location. Maybe it's not a convenient time. Maybe, if I can be blunt today, it's because you're struggling, struggling with different aspects of your life that maybe doesn't align with the Word of God. Whatever the reason might be, when we feel the presence of God moving on us, but we aren't comfortable with the timing, we push Him off. We cast Him aside. Basically, we... We make God a list of spirit-approved moving places. I hope I'm making sense today. You can minister to me in and through me when I'm at the church. You can minister to me when I'm in the prayer room. We don't have a specific prayer room. This entire sanctuary is our prayer room, but maybe you have a prayer room at your house. You can minister to me in my prayer room. You can minister to me when I'm driving my vehicle to to and from work. I'm, I'm fine with you ministering to me at home but when i'm when i'm at walmart and you impress on me to go speak to the lady down the aisle that just doesn't work for me thomas when i'm sitting at the booth at mcdonald's eating my mcmuffin and god moves on my heart to talk to the gentleman in the booth next to me i'm sorry god this is just a little awkward This is not convenient timing for me. Oh, for someone who desires a meeting place with God, that desires to be in His presence more than anything else in your life. I hope I'm speaking to somebody today. God, I don't care about the location. I don't care about the time. I just desire to be in your presence. I desire to work and to minister through your spirit. I hope you pray with me today that, God, I want you to do a work in my life whenever you desire or see fit to do it. We read that Peter and John were cleaning their nets. The woman was just trying to get a drink from the well. The widow of Nan was just trying to bury her son. People doing simple tasks, living life, and God just walks into their life. They were just at the right place at the right time. Can I be just a little cliche today? Can I tell you, you are at the right place at the right time? You are at the right place at the right time. We have a potential for meeting up with God this very moment. I hope you felt him here today. We, didn't we have a, just a wa- wonderful worship in this place? God's spirit was moving. He's still moving, but God's move, spirit was moving. He's here today. We have a potential right now to meeting up with God. He is moving. He is flowing. Reaching out to 
touch someone's heart, reaching out to find that lost soul, reaching out to heal a sick body, reaching out to pull back the ones who are afar off. This is where humanity and divinity intermingle. This is where a divine miracle can transpire. I believe today if you've come sick in body, God can heal your body right now. If you've come lost in spirit today, I believe God can save your life in this service today. I believe that. Right now, God is here. Moving in this place. I totally forgot that my wife was going to be in the nursery today. So everything I'm about to say is once again not going to give me any brownie points, Logan. But I'm still going to go there because it fits with my, my message. And, uh, and she might be watching. We do have a, we do have a, is it, can I say monitor? We have a viewing apparatus in that, uh, <laughs> in that nursery where they can watch it. In 2008, uh, I joined a website called Everyone's Connected. Anybody remember Everyone's Connected? It was about as cool as MySpace at the time. Now, that's a dead platform as well. I joined Everyone's Connected, and I was searching on there, doing, you know, doing whatever. I don't even use that stuff anymore, but, you know, looking at people's pictures and whatnot. And my cousin Stephanie, I I saw, put a picture up. She posted a picture of her, and it was three other ladies standing, I'm not even sure where. And I tell you what, this girl in the middle was drop-dead gorgeous. There was this blonde-headed lady, kind of had some curls going on, and I was mesmerized by her. I absolutely was mesmerized. I I instantly text. I got out my Motorola razor, popped that thing open, and I text Stephanie. That was before you had to do 111-333-555, and and I'm texting, and I, I was like, who is that girl standing next to you? And she, uh, she replied back, I'm not giving you her name. She goes, you have a reputation. And, we're not. and so I said, that's fine. That's okay. So I did a little digging and did a little thing, and I found her profile, and everyone's connected. And so I messaged her. I had to talk to her. I messaged her. And I said, hi, I'm so-and-so. This, and I tried to introduce myself, and I said, could I get your number? And I remember distinctly Aaron uh, messaged me back. She said, no. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, she said, I don't give my numbers to strangers, or my number to strangers. She said, but you can come to the campus ministry that I go to at IUPUI every week. All right. So I went, and I went again, and I went, I went three times before she would give me her number. Finally, she gave me her number, and we started talking, started communicating, and finally, after a whole lot of work, I got her to let me take her on a date. I took her to the Olive Garden. And let me tell you, Thomas, it was electricity. Sparks was flying everywhere at the Olive Garden in Greenwood. It was, it was unbelievable. I, I wanted to be in her presence so much that we went putt-putting afterwards. And then after putt-putting, I, I just couldn't stand the thought of not being with her anymore, so I took her to see a movie. We went and saw 10,000 B.C. It was wonderful. I don't remember anything about the movie. It was amazing. Then after we left there, I still didn't want to be done, so we walked around the mall until it closed down. And then we wound up sitting in a parking lot for a few hours. And it was a wonderful, wonderful first date. And 
So many wonderful things has happened since then. You know, there was a fire. There was a passion that developed in my soul the first time that I saw her. I wanted to be with her. I, I wanted to be in her presence. I would drive what seemed to be endless miles to be able to see her just for a few minutes. When she was at school, she was about an hour away from me. When she was at home, she was about an hour and 45 minutes away from me. And I would drive all the way from West Lafayette or Bloomington. I would drive. It didn't matter how far it was. I just needed to be with her. I wanted to be in her, in her presence. And, you know, 11 years of marriage and the struggles of life and four beautiful uh, babies, they've changed us. Let's, I'll be honest. There's love is still there. The passion's still there. But I can honestly say, I can say today that I love her more today than the day we was married. But, and that passion's still there, but it cools. It's reality today. It's all right. I'm going somewhere with this. It, the passion, it, it cools a little bit. The thought... The thought of driving all those endless miles, no, I just wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it anymore. The money, that first day I spent over $300, that's not going to happen today. It's just, I'm sorry, it's just life changes and things, yeah, I just took away all brownie points, just disappeared. It all went, it all went away. All those hours driving from here and there, I just, man, it just seems, ugh. I don't want to miss barnyard builders. It just that's a that's a lot. Sometimes though, the only way to reunite that passion and the only way to rekindle that that flame is just to get alone with one another. Every year we try to go somewhere with each other as I'm sure many couples here do and reignite that that passion and that that flame to get away from every distraction and the that life throws our way away from the busy schedule and just get alone. Can I make a comparison today that our relationship with Jesus Christ is much the same way? The first meeting with God, that first touch from God, we just can't get enough. Man, we're, we're passionate. We can't get enough of being in the house of God. We can't be enough of, uh, get enough of being in His presence. I, I long to praise Him, and I have, a, I have such a burden to work in the church because God, I just love being with Him. I, I love being in His presence presence but then over time that flame dies and over time that that passion cools and all of a sudden going to church just just isn't as important to me as it used to be and worshiping him seems like work instead of just being from my heart and paying my tithes it's just it's a side thing that if I have time I'll do it ministering to the lost and the hurting feels more like a burden than a than a calling Can I tell you today, please listen to me. The only way to restore that love, the only way to get back that passion is to come back. We've got to come back to the feet of Jesus. We've got to get alone with God and reconnect. We've got to renew that love that once burned deeply inside of us. It takes more. Listen to me today. I know we've all heard this before, but I want to tell it to you again. It takes more than just a Sunday relationship with Jesus. It takes more than just a weekly Bible study attendance. We must have a daily relationship with our Savior. We need to have a passionate relationship with Jesus Christ. You've heard it preached and talked about so many times. Let me tell you, it just it's not going to stop because it's always true. We must pray and talk with Jesus. We must read his word more than when we're at church. It's so simple, but it's so true. I've come to tell you very simply today, there is a need for you to get alone with God. 
too many are standing afar off. We read that there were ten lepers. Jesus enters into their lives and the Bible tells us they met him. Jesus came to them. God is always coming to us. I want to tell you, every day of your life, God is coming to you. But it's our responsibility to reach out to Him. They met with God. And what a change took place in their life. We read that they were cleansed. They were healed by the power of God. They met with God. And they were never the same. Oh, for a meeting up with God. Oh, for a meeting up with Jesus Christ. Can I tell you, just a meeting with Jesus, the impossible comes possible. Just to have an encounter. I'm talking one encounter with God. Sickness can be removed. A meeting with Jesus and depression can be lifted. Just one meeting with Jesus and hope can be found in His grace. What you need today is just to meet up with an all-powerful God. Would you just Take a moment and pray with me right now. I wonder if you feel the presence of God as much as I do right now. God, I want to meet up with you. God, I want to set everything aside right now. I want to rekindle my, my passion, my, my burden that I once had with you. God, whatever, God, that, that desire that once burned so, so bright, God, I want it back. I want to be in your presence. I want to be united with you. I want to feel you every day. I want to be communicating with you. We need to meet up with God. Jesus did not command them to come back, but only one. Well, excuse me. He did not command them to come back, but to go to the priest. We have to understand that Christ sent them to be inspected by the priest because that was customary at that time. Who, at that time, the priest would judge the condition of leprosy. And one leper said, if it was that good the first time, what about the second time? I'm paraphrasing a little bit there. Notice a few things in our passage. It says that they stood afar off, unable to come close to Jesus because they, they had leprosy. They could not get close to him, but they stood close enough to be healed. They got close enough, God, to get that, that healing that they desired. Some of you today, and I, I'm preaching from my heart right now, and I hope you will accept it, what God has given me. Some of us here today have only known a long-distance relationship with Christ. You have to understand, nine of them, that's all they ever knew, was a long-distance relationship. They got close enough to get what they needed, and as soon as they got what they needed, they were fine walking away. But one turned back and said, my God, I've been cleansed. Something's different in me. I can get closer to God the second time. And he turned back, and he fell. Can I tell somebody today, you need to go back a second time to the feet of Jesus. We need to go back because on that second time, we can get even closer. And then on the third time, we can get even closer. And the next time we get closer, I don't ever want to stop searching and getting closer to my Savior. Because the closer I get, the greater He is in my life. Many are far off today. We get close enough just to get a blessing from Him. Close enough just to get those fringe benefits. Find a little hope. Find a little peace. Get a quick healing. Enjoy that one-time experience, that long-distance relationship. But I wonder today if there's anybody that's willing to go back with me. Will go back with me to the feet of Jesus. I'm tired of standing afar off. I'm tired of just getting those fringe benefits. But I want to have a relationship 
with Jesus Christ. I don't want just a healing. I want to be made whole spiritually. Healings are great. Don't misunderstand me today. I believe God can heal and will heal. But let me tell you, if it came down to getting a healing and being saved, I'd rather be saved than be healed. I firmly believe, I don't want to cross any lines today, but I firmly believe that if God has to choose between saving you and you being, or excuse me, healing you and you being lost, or saving you, I totally botched that up. Let me try it a third time. If God has to choose between healing you and you being lost, or not healing you and you be saved, I think he'll choose salvation every time. I want to have that relationship with him. I don't want just momentary joy. I want that joy unspeakable. I don't want just that fleeting hope. I want to have that peace that passes all understanding. Our passage also tells us, and I'm not going to be too much longer, our passage also tells us that Jesus entered into a certain village. I believe it was decided, Jesus planned to go to that village. It was decided of victory. He planned on going to that city. Don't think for one moment that God has not orchestrated everything. From the creation of the world to all the way to your life, God has everything under control. We look at current events and the upheaval around us. It's easy to feel that God is not present, that God maybe is not really caring about us anymore. Maybe that's just my feelings, but I think some others feel that way. I want to tell you that God is here, and he has never left us or forsaken his church. I believe without a shadow of a doubt, and this may be some of you crazy to even say, I believe God has a plan for our nation, and I believe God has a plan for our city, and God has a plan for this church, and even more, God has a plan for your life. When God, when God created the world, he lined out a city, a certain city. He formed the hills and the valleys of, of that land. And he said, here is Mooresville. God caused a certain city to be born. And in it, I believe he placed a certain church, a specific church. I hope I'm preaching to somebody today. A church that is here for a divine purpose. I believe God has placed this church here for such a time as now. What has happened and transpired in Crossroads was not just accumulation of random events, but it was God leading us and guiding us to the harvest that he desires to give us. What is happening in our church, let me tell you, there is a reason why God's presence is here every service. Yes, it's because people are praying and people are, are seeking after God, but it's also because God has his hand on us. He is desiring to meet up with us every time we reach out to him the musicians can come at this time this church is here for a divine purpose within this certain church i want you to know today your life is not meaningless it is not just a chaotic event. God is leading you. If you will allow him, God wants to lead you into the ministry he has for you. I firmly believe that each and every person has a ministry. You don't have to like it for it to be true. It's the truth. 
Every one of you has a calling in Jesus Christ. Not everybody has a calling to preach. Let me tell you, this preaching is 10% of pastoring. Let me tell you what the other 90% is, meeting with people, ministering to people, loving people. You want to be a minister of the gospel? Love people. Love one another. Reach out. God is reaching to you for you to reach out to others. hope I'm making sense today. We are a certain church for a certain time, and certain people are here. God called us out. 1 Peter 2 and 9, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Right now, this very moment, he is knocking at someone's heart. God came today looking for you. Do you believe that today? God came today looking for you. Was it chance that brought us all together today? No, I don't believe that. I believe God had determined it. He is still seeking and saving those who are lost, those who are afar off. I don't know how you feel today, but I just can't help keep falling in love with him. I am continually amazed by him. I'm continually amazed by his grace in my life. I fail him. I fail him every day. Every day I don't feel like I live up to what God has given me, what God has blessed me with. But then every day I'm a, I find his grace once again. Every day I find his love once again. And I realize <laughs> there is nothing that can separate me from the love of God except myself. God is reaching for you today. God is here right now. There's a meeting place with him. You have an opportunity right now to meet up with Jesus Christ. Would you stand with me all across this place? What we need is to have a passionate relationship with God. Loving God is not just some some excitement or one-time fling. Loving God is a daily commitment. Committing to a daily time of prayer and time of devotional. I want to beg somebody today. Would you come? Would you come with me? Would you go back with me to the feet of Jesus? Let's go back a second time. Let's go back again to the feet of Jesus. Let's go back this time and fall down at his feet and glorify him and praise him. Tell him how much we love him. Renew our vows and restore our passion. Would you just lift your hands with me? They're getting ready to sing a moment, but would you just start praying with me all across this place? God, I'm ready to renew my vows. God, I'm ready to restore my passion. God, I understand you're here. God, you're reaching out to me. You're ready to meet up with me. You're ready to cleanse my life. You're ready to save my soul. God, I want you. God, I need you. God, I want to be with you more than anything else in my life. This altar is open today. This altar is ready for you. Jesus is here waiting on you. Would you just reach out to him right now? Would you reach out to him? Is that longing there in your heart? Do you have that desire to find him greater today than you did yesterday? Would you come back? Would you connect? These altars open. I want you to come find a place. They're going to sing right now. Come find a place to reconnect with Jesus.